When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Carry strongly. Phil Ewan sends it away. Here's a chance. He's in. He's in. Now it comes down to this young man, Armstrong Ravula. He's kicked it, and Manuatu have done it. For the first time since 1980, they win at Eden Park. I am Freddy Johnson was lurking out on the right-hand edge, and that's where they find him this time. Johnson stepping off his left back inside. Sean Johnson! He's got it! He's done it again, Sean! <laughs> and that is how the scoreboard reads. 30 points to eight, and a commanding win for the Warriors here at Go Media Stadium, Mount Smart. It's four past six. Good morning, kia ora, and welcome into the show. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, and uh, you know it's a special day when the big dog is in the studio. Morning, Izzy. Welcome to welcome to the big smoke. Yeah, good to be here, Rick Dog. Good to see you, brother. Um, yep, be up in the big smoke for a couple of weeks. Plying my trade. It's great to be in the studio. It doesn't get any better than this to be able to be around the team and uh, rip into the big topics. Big topics galore today. It's a I love a Friday as well, mate. When we can head into the weekend, we get to chill out. But how you doing, mate? You've yeah. been doing the father duties, running the running the cutter at camp, camp dad, I guess. Camp dad, mate. I tell you, the worst thing about camp, the best thing about camp was seeing you like seeing my daughter <laughs> challenge herself and like you know really do some stuff that she wouldn't normally do, getting muddy and going through confidence courses. Doing like that stuff was great. The worst stuff. Camp of the great place, man, great spot. I don't know if you, you know it's out in the Hunua Ranges, sort of southeast of Auckland. But the bunks are made for kids, and they're from the 70s, and the foam mattresses are about two inches thick. And my back did not enjoy that at all. It was like one of those, uh, oh, you probably had this with your leg, mate, so you, you probably feel it. But, like, you know, you wake up after about an hour and go, oh, that hurts. So you move, yeah. like you turn to one side, and then about 40 minutes later you wake up again because that hurts and you have to find somewhere ah. else. And then so you got basic- no sleep. Yeah, basically, no, no, no sleep, no sleep. <laughs> I'm still jaded. I'm still jaded. Like I, I thought Wednesday night, I'll oh, go to bed early. Had a 
had a great moy, and then uh, yesterday about eleven o'clock. Hit the wall again. Eh? I had to had to had to coffee up to get through the day, <laughs> mate. Look, were you getting stared at constantly throughout the day? Because you, I know you would have been roaring like a bear. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Worst thing about going camping is you you're like, man, I've got to get to sleep early here because someone's gonna go roaring in a minute, and then just all of a sudden it's and you know just a little sympathy orchestra going on in the camping ground. <laughs> well, you've got like you've got you got this like camp's like in a circle with a big ground in the middle. Mm. Kids' cabins up one side and across the top. Adult cabins over here. Food hall over there. But they, they 150 kids. Mm. So we needed extra adult helpers. So and it turned out there was three of us who were snorers. So they chucked us in a cabin on the other side of the camp, ah. like a couple, you know, because they have another camp. Yeah. And they chucked us over there, like you guys can go over there. But it's positive about being. Thought <laughs> <laughs> you get your own little site. Oh, but we didn't hear the kids running around at three o'clock in the morning. That's for sure. Oh, great, good. good on you. Um, Rick Dog, it's, it's awesome. I think that's all ahead of me. And any advice you'd give to parents out there that are probably about to start their camping journey? Like, do they ask you? And you're like, you know, because I'm at school and Daisy's yeah. on the PTA and she's constantly getting asked to do everything. So when You the, had to make the cut. You had to make the cut? Yeah. Ah. They had too many people wanted to well, go. Well, that's a good thing to have. Good yeah. problem to have. Yeah, it's a great problem to have. So I want to say, just... Like, I mean, for me, because I'm a, I'm a dad of just one kid, right? Mm. And so I know her, but like, oh, kids are different. And like, I've got a daughter and boys are so much different, you know? So it's just kind of, yeah, it was just trying to be softly, softly, I guess. And, and just kind of let kids be kids to a point mm. and, then, and then sort of call out any behaviour that shouldn't be going on. But generally, they were pretty good, mate. Generally, they were pretty good. Nice, mate. Good to have you back, Rick Dog. And uh, we've got a big show today, brother. What yeah, have we, we got, got a, coming up? Well, we've got a massive show, mate, because uh, we've got uh, the one and only Sumo Stevenson coming mm. on to talk about this report that's come out about uh, New Zealand rugby and the provincial unions basically having too much power, too much say. And uh, I think that's probably something that's been talked about in the background, but never been sort of officially mm. announced. And now New Zealand rugby, it's staring them right in the face and they can't ignore it. Mm, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's a pretty damning report, and I'm I'm glad that they've done it. Yeah, it's something that's need to be coming to light for a very long time, and all the information's now there. Now, what's going to come from this? The reaction now from NZR, I think that's what everyone's uh, face, uh, lips at the moment is you know what's going to happen. Yeah. you know, like is there a, there's there's not a place for Super Rugby, Provincial Rugby, and the All Blacks, so something's got to go, something's got to give, and I know many out there will be talking about this, and Scotty Sumo will also be uh, diving into this, but it's a big topic for a Friday. Don't you love sport radio when yeah. something big like this comes out, <laughs> oh, because you just think, okay, this is a great opportunity to have our say, and you at home that are so passionate about NZR and provincial rugby will want to have your opinion too. Well, that's the thing, you know, a little while ago we talked about the calendar, and people were like, just get rid of Super Rugby. Mm. NPC is so much better. Like, we can still do what we do at Super Rugby level at NPC level, but you create bigger pathways. You can elevate, you know, uh, and things. I just wonder whether or not 14 provinces is too many. Yeah, look, I think that's the question mark, and we're going to talk about it a lot today, uh, is, you know, I've been thinking about this throughout the night and throughout the morning, you know, I played for the Crusaders, won yeah. so many titles. It's a team I hold close to my heart. And Super Rugby has always been in my vision. But then now after seeing this report and understanding that there is too much mm. and that is a reason why it's in, it's going south. Yeah. So if I'm going to say it and I'm going to see something that needs to change, I could potentially 
be at peace if Super Rugby wasn't a part of it. Yeah, it's yeah. Mate, that's a big call, but mm. it's it's a call that's going to have to be made. Something's going to have to give. Yeah, I can't. I know, and and there'll be many out there, particularly in the Crusaders region, that will probably be thinking, "What are you on about?" But I just think if we're going to save the game, and we want to save New Zealand rugby, and we want to still be the powerhouse that we once were. Something has to give. Mm. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but I can see us really flourishing from a provincial side of things. The power thing at problem is is the big problem at the moment. Like provincial unions are holding all the power. That's mm. what they got out of the report. They are um, changing the ways, changing the landscape, pretty much persuading NZR to head in this direction. There's a, maybe a handful of provincial unions that hold a lot more power than others. So however they distribute that power throughout the provincials is, is anyone's guess. But, you know, if we're going to save the game, and i got a lot of passion for Hawks Bay and provincial mm. rugby, I loved NPC. It was one of my favourite times, you know. And going back to the days when we watched the big names running around for the provincial unions, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see Taranaki fully strength with the Barrett brothers running around. Hawks Bay with their full team. You know, Manawatu, what they've been able to do, getting some good players back to the unions. Uh, I think um, it's good like, But I don't you know. Said the name. You said the name. I know, I did. I had to say <laughs> it, mate. I've had a big week, Steffi. Manawatu, I've had a huge week. So, yeah. Uh, let us know. Double eight, double three. Can you see Super Rugby gone? For the better of the game, you know, we'd love to hear from you. 800 We've got some big topics, plenty to talk about there, Rick Dog. Well, I had to ask you, I was going to ask you this at some point, but I'm going to ask you this now. How tough, how torn were you? Because I know, you know, you, you've got roots in Canterbury, you've got mm. roots in Hawke's Bay. Manawatu beating Auckland. Manawatu playing Auckland. I mean, it's, it's almost like you don't want either team to win if you're from Hawke's Bay, but based in Canterbury, right? How are you feeling about nah, that? Nah, mate, get up the green. Get up the green hoops. Nah, look, I was, I was absolutely chuffed, you know, just seeing what it – see, that's what it does for the for the regions, you know, like a, a Manawatu going to Auckland first time since 19 – I think it was 80, something yep. like that. It was a long time. And getting the job done. You saw what it meant to those players. I was listening to Mike Rogers when he jumped on staff show yesterday. I listened to the whole interview and I was just like listening to his voice, his passion, you know, the belief, the belief. Sorry, Tim. I'm sorry, Tim. <laughs> say it ain't so. so. <laughs> Look, honestly, I, I just, I want to save the game. And, and if something can't give, if something's got to give, look, I can be at peace with that. Um you know, like, because the amount of rugby players we have in the union, I've gone off topic here now, Tim, uh, you can't fit them all into five teams. And the pathways is, is something we need to look at. Look, it's something I've just been talking about, and if something's going to give, I, I would be at peace if Super Rugby gave. Right, there you go. All right, keep us uh, keep keep coming through with your uh, thoughts on that, double eight, double three. What's your fix? How would you do it? What goes? Uh, double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. 1500 Also, roll call. Text us now. Where are you listening to us? We want to know. Where, where are you? What are you doing? And how are you listening to us? The app, the radio, you're out walking the dog, you milk milking the cows. What are you doing? Let us know. Double eight, double three. Time for SENZ roll call. Of course, it is a Friday as well as Ian. We've got a Who Am I clue oh, too. We do, we do. Who Am I clue? We've got uh, the perfect gift for Father's Day from Chemist Warehouse, the Real House of Fragrances. We've got Versace, Tommy Hilfiger, Calvin Klein, David Beckham, and more. They've got the biggest range of fragrances at the lowest prices, so hurry and store or shop online and find that perfect gift for the dad this Father's Day. Clue number one, Rick mm. Dog. I got it. You did. I got it this morning, so many of you will be 
hopefully able to get it. And if you get it correct, you just send it through on double eight, double three, and the end of the show will announce the winner. So clue number one, I played over 90 games for England. I played over 90 games for England. That is your clue for number one today. For who am I? Let's get into this. Round one. It is triple threat. The three big questions for the day. The latest world rugby rankings, Izzy. Hmm. England have slipped to eighth. (laughs) Fiji are at seven. I'm Ah. I'm not giggling. I'm not giggling. (laughs) Will they make the final eight in France? Nah. Nah. Didn't even think about it. Nah, nah, nah. I had a podcast <laughs> yesterday. Asked me this question. I said, Nah. <laughs> I think Argentina will top that pool. Yep. Argentina will, will head through the top, and because of what we're seeing with the Pacific Island nations, um, Samoa will head through with uh, with uh, Argentina. I, I I just don't like the way England play. Like they've lost four of their last five games. Like they just. Do not play rugby. They are too safe. They aren't adventurous enough. And Steve Borthwick, uh, I just I think it'll be too hard for him. And this will be a, a la 2015 Stuart Lancaster situation where they just get bundled out in the pool stages. Um, so, so good. yeah, look, you t- we were talking off air about it. Like you, you said that stat yeah. about Leicester Tigers. Can you repeat what you said to me? They, the, the goal every game was to to uh, rack up a thousand kick meters. See, that for me just says, here you go, lads, be robots, and uh, go out there and just kick the ball. I had a coach like that, Alistair Kutsia. He coached South Africa, yep. and then he coached in Cannon. And he told us, we need a kick, we need a kick, we need a kick. And when you tell your players to kick, 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 they lose sight of the opportunities that are out there. Mm. There was an opportunity for us to go wide in one of those games. And nope, because he told the players we need a box kick more and we need a kick to relieve a lot of pressure, the players kicked. And when I was screaming it, screaming to tell them to send me, uh, to give me the ball, they wouldn't adjust, they wouldn't change because they were afraid of getting getting punished. So when you've got a coach that's really safe, yep. you just can't play. So I cannot see England advancing on the pool stages, sorry. There you go. Uh, no England in the quarterfinals. Um, all right. Round two. I don't know if you saw this. I put it in our uh, in, in, on our Twitter DMs. I, I DM'd it through. Nebraska College women's volleyball mm. team played that final yesterday. They filled up their football stadium. They had 92,000 people watching the final of a college volleyball game between uh, the Nebraska team, the Huskers, and I'm not sure who they were playing, but that was absolutely crazy. The, what's the biggest crowd you've played in front of? Oh, man. Uh, I played in front of 98,000 at, at Soccer City. In Soweto in South Africa? Yeah. That was pretty special. But I was watching that, and that's college sport. That is college sport. And I'm watching this documentary on Netflix, Swamp, Swamp Foxes, or yep. the Swamps, uh, about the, oh, the Florida Gators, yeah, the yeah. Gators yep. over there, and watching those crowds. They're playing at Tennessee Stadium with 102,000 fans watching college football. Man, it is so good. They are so patriotic over in, in the United States. Um, so seeing that for a volleyball game? Look, I'd honestly go watch a college women's volleyball game as well. Um, but 92,000 in stadium, biggest crowd. But yeah, 98 for me, Soccer City. No, Soccer City. Yeah, great stadium there too, mate. Great stadium there. I, I was going to say that because I think the biggest stadium in America mm. is Michigan State. Their college, because it holds 110. Mm. That's their biggest. Like when Manchester United <laughs> go in two of the states, they usually play there because they just they can sell so many tickets. But what what is it about passion? The passion in uh, in America with the colleges, like why? 
You look over there, look, they've obviously got the numbers. Yeah. The population's huge, so they're going to get people there buying, but they're just so passionate about these colleges. Like, it's a bit like Christchurch. What high school did you go to? Everyone's so yeah. passionate about the high school. Over in the States, is it like, I went to this college? I went to that college? It's, just... it's a bit like the provincial stuff over here, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of like the, the NFL is so big, it's kind of like not everybody has a tie to the NFL, but everybody has a tie to a college. You would have sung a few songs in front of a big crowd there, Rick Dog, eh? A couple of times, mate, a couple of times. <laughs> we, years and years ago, we played um, when uh, it was still called uh, Vector Arena before it was called Spark. Mm. We opened for Corn. There, that was about. Oh wow! I don't know how many people were in there. Eight, ten thousand, something like that. I uh, played Big Day Out once as well. Awesome, you bro. know. So yeah, yeah, I know what know what that's like. But Soccer City, that's that's a whole other level, bro. That's <laughs> like, that's probably eight, ten times what I was. I was well, in front I can, of. You know, sometimes I can make the old mistake. You can't forget a word, mate, when you're out there. Oh, mate, that's a bit. That's, <laughs> that's the beauty with heavy metal. You just if you get like, what's that next? Like, I'll just growl this one. No one will know. <laughs> <laughs> My brother would enjoy your band, but I don't know if I can. Okay. Round three. New Zealand rugby. We have touched on this. Mm. Is this the end as we know it? I think it's the start as we want it. Yeah. It's the start of what we want. There are systemic problems in the NZR, and people have known that for a very, very long time. And I applaud whoever was involved that has gone on and done this this review and brought out all the information that many knew, um, but actually doubled down on, on the information. So uh, I think it's a start of change. The change is going to have to happen mm. because it's right there in front of us in words, plain sight. Everyone can see it, everyone can read it, everyone knows it. So now mm. we need to see change. So I think it's the start of of the resurgence of New Zealand rugby. Look, the thing is, Rick Dog, the results, they put a bit of a shadow over what is actually going on. You know, everyone was doubling down on this when the All Blacks were losing last year, the series. You know, there was a lot of going on, and all the blame was solely on the NZR, and there will be a lot of blame uh, on the All Blacks, and they will take a little bit of the blame. But a lot of what's happening too, what's going on down that hallway in that, in that office in those boardrooms, there has to be a bit of accountability there too because it hasn't been good enough. And now it's out there and we're going to talk more about it after 7 o'clock. Yeah, we are. We're going to see change. And this is a start of something new and hopefully can reinvigorate and we can get some some traction out of it. Because well, at the moment it's just, yeah, we're slipping. We're slipping, you know. Like it's it's hard for me to say that a, a, a union and, and a, pro, a team that I hold close to my heart that is um, – that is heading in this direction. So we'll, we'll start of, of a new change. Yeah, Scotty Stevenson coming up after seven to talk about this. We're also going to catch up with Adam Summerton on the Champions League draw uh, before eight o'clock and after eight o'clock, play Cashford to talk NRL. A uh, few people have texted and asking where Kempi is. Kempi's not here today, Kempi, but Kempi has called in. Uh, we're not called in. Kempi has texted in and uh, he said, we did our roll call. I said, tell us where you are, what you're doing, where, how you're listening to us. Walking along the waterfront, doing my active meditation and listening on, and on the app. Get it done, boys. Bring back provincial rugby. Make it number one from one uh, T. Kemp of Taranaki. <laughs> yes, Kempi. Great to hear you tuning in, brother. And uh, Kempi also sent through a wee video, video on our socials. So make sure you head over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. And uh, you can have a listen to that. Because Kempi, someone sent you a message straight off the bat talking about last night's game. And, well, Kempi, if you're listening, give us a call because uh, you can answer that. Because the Storm, Pappenhausen is back, and they looked 
pretty darn good heading back into the playoffs. What a time to get the great man Ryan Pappenhausen back. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the first Australian journo to do the headline about how the Storm are, are uh, you know, using peptides for the, uh, <laughs> to, to, to juice up for the finals because you know it's going to happen. Oh. You know it's going to happen. Uh, let us know where you are, how you're listening to us. It is SCNZ Roll Call. And what you would do if you were in New Zealand rugby shoes, how do you save the game? That's what we want to know. Double eight double three or 0800 150 8.11. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.